The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. If I told you what, that, what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Curling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Harlan. Well, today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. But, but apparently, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking place. Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. After a wait of 43 years, the Rapparees won the Wexford Senior Hurling title and there was one man who's been togging out for 23 of those years. At 41, Mossy Mann came off the bench to bag three points in the final and he has no intention of calling it a day anytime soon. Ben, do you think he'll still be playing at 41 years old? Um, I'd say I'd be lucky to be playing at 34, I'd say. <laughs> you going to give up next year? My body might force me to pack it in, but we'll see. Amazing that uh, Mossy can not only keep playing, but uh, keep playing at the highest level. Yeah, it's it's unreal, really. Well, we start here by asking Mossy about the celebrations. Right, Mossy, 43 years in the waiting. You were playing for, of the 43 years, you've been playing 23 of them. So obviously there's going to be a bit of a session. How, how, how many days on the sauce are we talking? Astro Ben, look at the... Uh... For waiting so long, um, we went five or six days, I think, on the sauce. And yeah, personally, myself, I only went five. There might have been a few lads went six. Um, I nearly burned out from it, tell you the truth. I was looking forward to getting back to reality this week. Uh, the body was just telling us basically shutting down after a great couple of days with a great couple of lads, to be honest. The fear hasn't set in yet, no? No, not yet. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm out of that. Yeah. <laughs> So did you have to split split the time then between uh, all the pubs in in Enniscorthy? Ah no, we stayed in, we stayed uh, we stayed in Belfield there for two or three days, and we went out to Igate already for a day, and then I think a few of the lads went down to to Kenny there for a night or two, and then a few of us went back to Enniscorthy there, and we hurled it over them for another day or two. Very good. And would that be the end of it now, or is the football football's right off for the year? Ah no no, it's fair. It's look at the lads have had a good, we've had a good session. In fairness, we've been back training there uh, last night, Tuesday night, and it was a good session. Um, we're looking forward to lads looking forward to getting into having a go at it Saturday. And, you know, hopefully you never know what can happen after winning last year. You know, we're going to be the team to beat, and you always going to be putting in a good performance starting off. So look at there's a double on first, and the lads are capable of going out this uh, this year and doing a double. In fairness, because there's probably ten or twelve of them lads that. Um, this probably could start next Saturday that finished the game um, last uh, in the county final in the Hurling you have had a very good Hurling team for the last number of years and it's well documented about the I think three under 14s three under 18s that Liam Ryan Kevin Foley group doing so well but you couldn't really get over the line what what do you think the difference was this year that you managed to do it Um, it's hard to put a Finger, I suppose. Look at Skippy Declan Rooter come in. You know, he was a selector last year. We kind of went into the role of playing the sweeper role last year. We were a bit unlucky. You know, the two the teams that beat us were in the county final. You know, with the shells taking it. So we were in a bit of a tough groove. We didn't really get a swing on it with the COVID. You know, we were finding it hard. We only getting a few practice games to try it. And in fairness, that Skippy kept with it. And, you know, we got a few more extra games in this year. And it kind of worked. You know, we could see that there was a bit of a pattern going for us. And, Everyone was happy to try to do what we were doing. And that was just, you know, just to keep trying. And have, have, luckily it paid off for us in the end. Do you think that the split season is helping? Because as oh, you said, you've, you've got so many players that are playing both. It's the best thing I could say that ever happened for Jewel Club, you know, especially I've seen it for years growing up there. You know, you're, you're playing the Harlem one week or 
playing the football the next week. And it's, you know, it's the hurling is probably the hardest thing to keep dropping, you know, putting out of your hand, like especially, you know, when you have some lads that wouldn't be as skillful as the other and wants to take, put it down for a week or two to take up the football, you know, we're a little bit under pressure. So for a dual club, I think it's great. You know, we, we've we've seen the benefits of it in the last two years in a way. Even I know last year was a little tougher, but definitely this year, you know, we've seen it now. You know, you're into your football championship and it's just concentrating your football there for your next four to six weeks, hopefully seven weeks or whatever you get to, to win the county final. Six goals in a county final is fairly, it's unprecedented really. Was it was it spoken about beforehand that we are going for jugular at every every opportunity? No, it wouldn't have been really spoken for, but we knew there was goals in in a lot of, t- you know, in the team, you know, there's a lot of skillful lads there. Um we all knew, you know, there was we played well against Scory in the first round and we kinda, you know, we hit good spells in that game and then we kinda only hit, you know, probably half an hour, five to five minute spells in the other games. But, you know, even support was saying just the referees hit sixty minutes to go play, you know, they're gonna probably destroy a team and it's just look at it's great that it happened in a county final, you know, to get six goals, six eighteen, you know, or whatever like that it is, you know, three nine in each half. It's it's powerful scoring, you know. Yeah, it's just, was spectacular. It's particularly interesting when you look at the other two finals you did, you played in. 98, you scored 12 points. And 2001, you scored nine points. They had six said six eighteen is such a contrast. Like, do you think, is it the way the game has gone, players more skillful? Or is it like that you get to play in September, early September, not the end of October? No, I look at the game has changed. No, it's gone a lot faster. Um, the free and take has gone a big thing, you know, as well today, like towards years ago, you know, you could get away with that, that extra slap or that little bit more dangerous slap where today you won't get away with it, you know, being put up on it. And, you know, lads are a lot more fitter now than they were back when I started off 23 or 24 years ago. So I think that's how the scores are getting bigger, you know, and there's more play and there's more... Um, people are a lot fitter and they're, you know, they're able to get onto the ball a lot better and the skill level has probably gone up another notch as well you know Were you you were 16 playing against Ratnior in 98 were you? No no I was 18 I started off when I was 17 I was 18 in the county final we actually got best in a, a minor uh, county final the week after by the Harriers um, so I lost two county finals in the space of a week as a young chap and then sure in 2001 then sure we you know we played um, the Harriers in the senior county final were a bit by four points and that so I kind of looked at it you know in a three-year spell I was having kind of been in a couple of county finals and um, we were also in the under 21 county final that year as well got beaten so I was going geez am we ever going to get this you know adult kind of grade of a medal so maybe me um good mindset I just hung in there and kept going you know and sure look at it took 20 years after that 2001 county final to get to another one to eventually win one I'd say you didn't expect that at the time after being in so many in such a short period of time. You didn't think it was going to take 20 years to get back, even to a final? No, no look, I didn't, you know, after being in, like what I said to you, for three or in three years in two, you know, and then it took the 20 year. We were struggling maybe up to probably 10, 15 year after 2001, you know, before we got to the next semi-final even, you know, so we were kind of only getting quarterfinals and maybe relegation somewhere in around there as well we were struggling so no I never thought it would take as long um, but I kind of knew there was good group players coming through and you know that's why I was probably still hanging in there because you know there's always going to be a good team coming through but they're absolutely you see down their age what they're after winning and you just mentioned to me off air that you're was well, it a week and a half since winning the county title and you're back footballing now this weekend but you're also off soccer training this evening do you, at 41 years old, do you, do you get a night off? Do you want a night off? Is it just all um, go? No, no. I, I look at I, I get to not night off, but um, no, I like I like training. You know, that's that's part of me, my my history of life. I suppose I I love always going training. And, you know, I never kind of turn down a night not to go train. I don't make excuses. I'm not that kind of person. I think if you want to play sports, you should always turn up and go there. So yeah, football last night, soccer tonight, and. Probably football tomorrow night and soccer Friday night, and then we're into the championship uh, the weekend, you know. So it's just to keep myself taking over. I wouldn't be trying to kill myself no most nights doing it, but you know, I'd be putting in a half an hour, an hour shift here and there. How much have you seen or noticed a change in the training over the years? The the long distance running is kind of a lot of that has kind of 
gone out a good bit, you know, it's a lot more uh, short and sharper and um, just a lot more hidden run, as I call it, even last night, you know, you're doing a lot more ball work uh, with, with a lot of running in it, but people don't mind it that way because you have the ball in the hand or whatever like that, so you don't see as much run you're doing. So lads don't be giving out as much as doing laps of the pitch instead of they're doing a lot of running in other ways. The trainer we have at the moment for the last two or three years, um, he's been fabulous, Nilo Lockton, you know, he's, he's does, he does training drills that I've never seen before, you know, he's definitely the best trainer I've ever, ever trained under and great credit goes out to him to the way we have success for the last two or three years between hurling and football. He, do, he trains hurling and football, does he? Yeah, we brought him in as a football coach last year and so we won the county football championship when he done that. So he was still involved then for the Hurling this year and he's involved you now back again this year to do the football to try to get that to double if we can. I suppose trainers can be very similar. Yeah, look at look at Sir Kane. You can make him out. He makes him out now very, very, no, they're probably similar in different ways, but makes him very interesting. You know, he's, I have to say, drills are top notch. Everything is done there. You have nothing to worry about when you go in. Everything is set up. You know, you go from one to the other. There's no messing around. Um, he's definitely looking like I said. I can't highly um, uh, rate this fella so high because um, I mean to really rate him so high because he's just he's top notch. I have to say he's the best I've ever ever come across. You're obviously in fairly fairly good shape for a 41 year old and doing well. And most games you came on this year. I think did you come on in every one probably? Yeah, but, come on in every game. Yeah. But um, do you look at that and think? Jeez, I'm just glad to be involved here getting on or do you still look at it and think yes I should be on this team um, look at there's times and I can't lie to you there's times that I do think yeah I deserve a start you know because we're playing another practice game I'd be doing okay or you come in for your 10 or 15 minute spell but look at the reality you'd look at sometimes you say look at you're there to give a dig out whatever you can do or you know lads are wanting to listen to you they'll listen to you but like I had a good call with the, with the manager there at Christmas there because Last year, don't forget, I played in the goal for a year. Um, I was kind of half giving up on myself, you know, and my legs were, well, I don't know whether I felt tired or I was listening to people tell me they were tired, but um, I went to the goal and I weren't too happy and he had a chat me about the goal for this year and I said, no, not a hope. I, whether I have 10 minutes, 15 minutes or half an hour, you think of an hour, I said, I think I've something in it off throughout the field. So we had a good chat for an hour and we decided, look, at you come back and train, I'll have a look at you, see what your body is. So, in the meantime, in the winter and the COVID, and I got myself into good shape, start running the roads, um, start doing a bit of gym work, and come back kind of on top of the ground. It felt good. And it's okay that you came on for the nephew. There's no. No, no, there's no <laughs> hard feelings there, in all fairness. No. Um, there was probably twice to come on for the for Ryan, yeah, my nephew, but no, there was no hard feelings there, in fairness. He, he'd be happy to see me coming on as well. He'd probably be disappointed he's not finishing the game, but he wouldn't matter once we're in the game. I think he'd be happy enough to see us, see him coming off. Not a bad feed here to come on and get three points in the county final. It was a nice touch. Yeah, look, it was, look, it was nice to get a few scores, I suppose. Um, there were three probably handy frees in my uh, league to get, but look, I still have to go over the bar. You still have to, you know, lift them and strike them and put them over. And, you know, I was just glad just to get onto the pitch, to be honest, never even mind putting the ball over the bar, but it was it's a great reward at the end of it. What do you think of the state of the senior championship at the moment? Just the fact that, like, in the first round, you drew with Feathered and then Feathered ended up getting relegated. You've got Owlert getting relegated as well, who were in the relegation final against St. Martins. Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think, in general, that this championship is strong? Um, I do. It's just this year we were kind of caught with that um, odd one, you know, the 13 teams. Yeah. So it was making that a little bit more awkward, or where years before we weren't caught that way. So it just made a little bit harder for teams but you still had to concentrate on you know trying to get out of your group Feathered were unlucky yeah they drew with us and they could have nearly bet Ferns and went to extra time so it's just that's the way it's unfortunately it's gone the teams are on there in, in around the same league you know in that anyone kind of win it where years ago you probably had Owler being the dominant team where you know a lot of teams now today kind of fancy each other you know they could beat each other I'd say you had enough years in your 20, 21 year, well, 23 years in the panel that uh, Owlert were dominant. Uh, uh, any hard feelings seeing them go down? <laughs> yeah, um, look, at, <laughs> it always have hard feelings for any team, I suppose, going down. But look, at, on a personal note, we always find them our bogey team. Um, we could never, I think we bet them once in, I think it might have been one, 
15 to 1, 13 in glory one year, and we were unlucky in other years. But we could, we very rarely bet, you know, we always found them if we got them. We were always going to find it hard to beat them, to be honest. So um, I wouldn't say glad, but kind of in a way, kind of happy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you won't miss them. <laughs> no. Pretty, pretty year, anyway. <laughs> How about your the, the Raps team in general? Like there's there's Liam Ryan and there's Kevin Foley in with the in with the senior panel. Do you think that there's more lads now that could or should be getting a run? I I personally think Alan Tobin, I think, has had a fabulous year. He was kind of involved with the senior footballers. And um, we've kind of moved him out from corner forward to to midfield. And you know, he's a big chap, he's six foot two, he's probably fifteen stone, a bit like a rock to be honest with you. You know you're hitting him when you're going at him. Um he definitely, I think, deserves a run. Um, Ricky Fox, whether the look at his age, but he's clever enough as well and things do. Um, he has great ability to make any county team. It's just whether he put in the time and effort to do it. So they'll be another two I'd be trying to look at. Oisin Peppers, a young chap, but he's worth building in, but um, he wasn't probably introduced in the under-21s this year or the under-18s or whatever, but um, he's worth looking at as well. You know, there is a few there. Jack Kelly, I know that he'd be interested as well. So... You know, there's there's probably three or four more that they're worth looking at and see, and if they're interested, you know, at the end of the day, county level is, it's a second job. You know, you're kind of it's it's taking over your life completely. And you know, when I was growing up, um, all I wanted to do was play a county, but I don't think it was as serious. It was still serious, but it's kind of taking over your full life now. You know, you had a small bit of life at the time I would have been involved. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's something, and I'm wondering is 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 it kind of a reason why there's not more because there's so many other sports that these lads play. I know Ricky plays a lot of soccer and, and he plays football too. He'd be the same age as myself. Alan Tobel is Alan Tobin is with the Wexford footballers, I, I think. Would, would do you think their choices would be hurling if they were given the chance? Or are they as much in love with the other sports? I might say Ricky, you know, I'd say loving it or go at it. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me though if he, if he you know, he, he is a big hurling fan. I know he likes the soccer as well. Alan, that'd be his decision whether he'd pick the hurling or the football. Um, I'm not too sure which way he is probably more of a football man than a hurling but you know he's had such a great year and I think they found a position for him that suits him so you know be worth trying to bring him in and see if he's enjoying it and see what he thinks himself you know give him a chance to him yeah it's actually it's something that the guys on Wexford GA TV Ed Rousham and Peter Murnau were mentioning that um, Alan Tobin has probably really benefited from the split season the fact that he's purely focusing on hurling for a certain part of the year and that's bringing on his hurling so much more because he is just an athlete as you said well he's 6'4 yeah. and 15 stone yeah a bit like a rock you wouldn't find that hardly an inch of fat on him to be honest yeah that's definitely suiting them guys they're the fellas that I'm trying to say that needs the hurling in the hand every week you know where Alan struggles when the football is one week and the hurling's the other week so that's what I'm trying to say you can see the difference of his skill level after coming up and his touch after coming up because it's just concentrating on two or three nights a week hurling any more raps lads you reckon should get a shout in with the county? Yeah, look at um there's you know, I mentioned a few there. There's probably um Ben Edwards, you know, and Lenny Connolly, you know, they've been great for us uh, throughout the year as well, you know, especially Ben there. He had to sacrifice his game there in the semi-final and find the mark John Lacey in the semi-final. I think he's kept kept him to a point or maybe them no score and then you'd Lee Moog in the in the final, which had a great semi-final um, against the Shells, and um, I think he could have even kept him score the saw. Definitely Ben, you know, he's, he's up there with the best uh, backs of the ask me. He's definitely worth the shout. And then you have Lenny, you know, he probably played midfield for, us for a couple of years and he's pushed into the corner forward position. And, you know, I think he scored 6'10 or 6'12 throughout the championship. Um, he's surely worth a, a look at, you know, in the forward lane to, to give a run out anyway. That's an interesting switch that Skippy made. Did he just moved Alan Tobin from the corner and Lenny Connolly into the corner and two of them seem to have made their own big time. Yeah, two of them great that way, in fairness. So, yeah, we got we got a we got a lot more better out Allen out the field and we got a lot more scores inside with Lenny in. So yeah, definitely it was one good switch to skipping there, I suppose. Now you did I did hear you saying to Spratt, you had absolutely no intention of hanging up the hurl. So are we gonna be talking about a fifty year old massy man talking out for the raps? I wouldn't I don't know about a fifty year old. Um but definitely, no, I won't be hanging it up. Look, I, I just, I never go as, um, I always say an age is a number, to be honest, which I know I go on people telling me what age I am. I always go on the way I feel myself. Um, you should never let people just tell you whatever age you are to retire. So 
I know myself when my body starts to shut down, it gets starting to get sore. I won't tell you, like, it's starting to, the pains are starting to come a lot more, the legs is hard to go every night. But look, at no one knows. I don't know myself when I when I stop, to be honest with you. I couldn't even tell you. Good way to be, I suppose. So for anyone listening now, what's the what's the secret to a 24-year plus senior hurling career? Yeah, look at it like this, you know, there's not really big secrets. I train hard and um, I keep myself middle and right. Um, I suppose the back the backbone of it all will be um um I'm married to a girl, you know, since 2012, and we've had uh, twin children, you know, Evan and Sophie, and, you know, to get to be able to go still at my age and leave her home with uh, two children, you know, she's been kind of the backbone to be able to go and train every night and uh, to get out there and take part with everything, you know, because, as you know, it's not easy when you're when you're going nearly every night and you're leaving your wife at home with two children to mind, especially when they're so young. So I have to give Bridget credit for most of it to be still involved at this age, you know, to keep going. And um, so she'd come from a bit of a GAA background herself. Yeah, look, it's um, Bridget is a, a daughter of Seamus Seamus Murphy. Um, he was involved. Uh, he was a manager in the under twenty one setup that I would have been involved in. He was also a manager of uh, the senior setup that I was involved with. So Seamus has kind of had success uh, throughout everywhere he went. He won numerous county championships um, with different county, different counties and clubs. You know, so the. The background of Bridget's history will be all uh, Camogie and GA anyway, so it kind of probably makes that a little bit easier with that for uh, for me, as you know, as you know, once you want to get involved with GA, you're kind of done a lot. Now, you did mention there earlier that, say, early 2000s, you lose in county finals, but you did you did have a bit of success now in early 2000s with Wexford. Yeah, we look won. at Leinster. We won a Leinster. I won a Leinster under 21 there with Wexford and um, got bet in the All-Ireland final against Limerick. And then in 2004, we had a Leinster senior uh, medal of uh, midfield on that team. So, yeah, I've had a bit of success. And sure, I would have had a bit of success in football as well. We won uh, 2002 in uh, the club football in 2004 as well. And then we got bet in 2007. And then we won in 2017 football. And then again last year. So I've had a bit of success somewhere along the line. And also then I had a few soccer medals as well with the Ajax. Um, starting off my career and then in the middle of the career you know I won a Dublin 98 and I won a few cups and leagues on the way and then I joined the mine there uh, back in 2016 and then I won a league there with them only two years ago as well so you know I've had a bit of success through it all so um hasn't been a bad old career it's just probably the one I was waiting for really the big one I wanted was the, the senior hurling with, with the rapperies to be honest The transfer from Ajax to the mine cause ructions now Scotty now? Uh, no, no, look at the weren't too bad at the time. Um, you know, we were kind of Ajax struggling as I mean there for a couple of years with him struggling and I just felt even though I was probably 33 or 34 and I leaving him, I thought I had still a bit more to offer uh, playing soccer so I just went across and look at him, I've, I've joined back to Ajax there just two years ago before COVID set in so I'm looking forward to starting my career back with them now and finishing out there to be honest where I started. So, so the raps, the county final was the big one. Was was Harlan always, always number one for you, by far? Yeah, Harlan, Harlan would have been my number one to be honest. Um, I was always a factor. I always um would have been, especially living across the road from the from the rapper East Starlight, topping the wall, they going to play Harlan of football. So yeah, no, Harlan, you know, would have came across first and um, football and then probably soccer to be honest. I would have done a bit of boxing then probably back in uh. When I was only 11 or 12 as well, my Uncle Bernard was uh, mad into the boxing as my other Uncle Flash was mad into GA and soccer. So that's where a kind of sport comes into it. Uh, but a box for two years, by one and by two, which would be on 11 and 12. But that word not me fancy, to be honest, it's like getting hit. So I got out of that fairly quick. Um, and then I, play, I tried a bit of rugby then on her 16 as well. So for a year or two, I played that. But it was, it was hard to keep them all going because I suppose that as um I was in, so much into the hurling, you know, I was kind of playing only 14, I was playing in under 16 and under 14, then when I was under 16, I was playing under 16 and minor, so I was kind of always playing a grade up to what I was, even though I was only a small lad, but I suppose me, the skill level and the, the bit of speed I have was getting me out of trouble that, in, in, that, in that way. Did you play with Wexford underage teams all the way up? No, I would only play at a bit of minor uh, with Wexford, I actually played in the goal um, at minor level for Wexford, um, but I was kind of I was kind of caught between um, that time we were with the, when I was with Ajax, we were going for a double. And 
It's the first time I was done in years uh, to win a double, so I was kind of caught um, with a lot of lads pushing me to go out to let a soccer try win the double, so I kind of went uh, soccer route that way for a while and didn't go with the, well, I went with the extra for a while, but I just, when we got to the cup uh, semi-final, that kind of blew the, blew away the hurling for a while and I just went down with the Ajax and, you know, I was happy, look, we won the double and watched it, like, it's great. Has that been a problem with, um, in general, when you're playing soccer and you're playing hurling and football, that you've ever had to pick between games or have fixtures been okay that way? Um, and I grew up fixtures were kind of okay, I tell you the truth. Um, the soccer was always that Sunday morning, you know, was there. And um, believe it or not, with, with Ajax, we didn't train. It's an amazing story because <laughs> even though we won leagues and cups, we didn't actually train. There were so many of us involved with the GA and young lads coming along. We were so fit at the time. We were able to pull the older lads through. So it just worked out great for me going along to play them all and not to be getting in a big fuss with the manager. So, no, it was good. And would you be playing two matches many weekends and sometimes on the same day? Uh, there would have been times, yeah. You would have been playing soccer in the morning and then you could have been playing um, hurling the afternoon, yeah, especially under 21 or whatever like that. Yeah, at that time. Um, and then you'd be playing, there could be something on a Saturday. There would have been times, there could have been three or four games um, uh, on, on the weekend, you know, but it was just something I was so involved with, you know, sport is not my life at the end of the day. So I was just, you know, whatever was on, I was trying to going to try and make. There weren't, I weren't making excuses not to be there. I, you know, I was making excuses to get there. Yeah, but there weren't, there wasn't pressure anywhere on you to, you know, give that one up and keep coming with us. And uh, no, to be honest, there was never really no one put a whole lot of pressure on. Um, uh, no, I, I can't really say in, in the major that really put some kind of pressure on me. Uh, different now when you're in inter-county you know yourself you can't go up, but I think yeah. trouble levels and that no no you, you know you were, you were, you, I, was, I don't know that way I was able to go play the sports because I wanted to kind of play Did I hear right Massey that you played hurling football and soccer for Wexford in the same year? Yeah so in 2003 I did also play the three codes of the county if you want to look at it they had senior football um, and I played senior hurling and I played Oscar Trainer, believe it or not in the one year is this fair going? I did not, yeah. didn't know that, no. Just not to mention, it was actually a question. I think Ed Rosen got it there a couple of months ago. It was actually a question on Southeast, or he put it out there. There wasn't too many. God, we got Paul Carey played two of them, but never got the third one. Jeez, that's fair. That is fair going now. Must have been a lot pulling and dragging at you then, no? Ah, sure, the wood, yeah. The season soccer kind of started later on, you know. You're kind of, you're only coming to the end of the hurdle when the soccer was starting, so you were kind of up to do it that way. But it was good now, we're in, you know, we're in Wexford Youth, so it was just ask at that time there was no Wexford Youth, so it was just ask a trainer, would have played probably eight or ten years with them as well. Like, Would O3 have been your first year with the Wexford senior team? Yeah, 2003 was when it would have uh, started off, um, probably only been introduced as a sub uh, most times for Larry O. And then 2004, John Connor gave me, even though he was over in 2003, gave me a few starts and um, that's where I got, in, and got involved and you know, got to start in the Leinster final, which was great. I suppose went on then to and Cork West in the semi final in the All Ireland in, in a replay. In um, the famous game against Kilkenny, we won't go into the Cork game, maybe later, but <laughs> famous game against Kilkenny. What was your, in this novel way Wexford played at the time, what was your specific role? Um, look at everyone's role kind of that day with the way we played was kind of. A running role, you know, there was a lot of switching between the midfielders and wing forwards to kind of keep rotating in around, you know, um, to keep them guessing and it kind of worked for us, to be honest, you know, um, I would have been just probably the fella just to try hold with, with Fenno and um, in the middle, but, you know, I let the lads do the rest of the work and use Fenno's head and use my legs in different ways um, and then you look at it, it's just, it's incredible, you know, you look at it like Michael Jacobs and he blocked down maybe two balls, I think, before that, even that last block. And, you know, the two of them come up into his hand even before that. So it was, it was showing that he was able to do it. And it was just great, you know, at nearly the last book of the game to do it. And, you know, for us to go on and win that, um, you know, it was great, especially to Kenny in, in the semi-final, you know. And then you kind of you kind of know going into a final that you have some kind of hope after that, you know, which it was great just to get over the line to win against Offaly. How would you look back on your... Your Wexford career on a whole. When did you finish up? You played, played in 2010 as well? Um, I think I played yeah, around, yeah, Colin Bonner would have been the last time I played. So I think it was around 2010, yeah. Um, so yeah, look at it. It's, it's a 
I suppose it's seven or eight years careers. A lot of lads have done 10 and 12, and now they're back to seven or eight. They're people saying they're, I don't know, I don't get this. They're 30 years of age. You should retire and they're only playing, you know, it's seven or eight years inter-county. You know, maybe because the training has gone so tough. I suppose, I don't know, I'm not in there at the moment that they're, that they're giving up on an early life. But for me, it just, you know, you keep going as long as you can if you think they're capable of um, putting on that jersey and, and doing a job for, for Wexford. You came in at a, a good time, I suppose, playing two, two All-Ireland semi-finals in the first two years. And then things in general would have been fairly tough, I'd say. Yeah, look, it was good coming in. We were, there was still a good... Uh, Good team of that 96 still there around, you know. So they were getting near the end of it, but we were only starting a few of us, so it was good that way. And then, you know, we were still competing even in Leinster semi finals and Leinster finals up to the few years I was involved. So um, that was tough, but you know, we, we still had a good team that was able to compete. And, you know, I was thinking that we could go on and get to another All Ireland. What would it have been like for you playing? And just imagining a young Raps lad coming on to. The Wexford team and having Adrian Fenlon playing beside him. What was it like for you to play with him? Oh, sure, it was great. Look at he was a he's a father figure for a lot of us up in that club, you know. And I would I started off uh, playing midfield and sure he was a midfielder, so you know he'd be always advising you little things, you know, that he'd see that he's had been there for so long. So it was kind of easy for me that way that I had a club man beside me, and then you had Declan just off in, in centre back so there was kind of three of us in around each other that we could, we could kind of help out each other you know in different ways and um, so that that was probably the easiest part for me just have the the raps click there was it yeah the three the three where i was yeah we were all together there in our own so um look we helped each other out now we helped everyone out as much as you could but you know when you have your own three club nets there they are going to be that little bit more helpful i suppose of course yeah of course what's it like standing under a high ball with nick doyle Sure, well, for me, there's no, there's no point to putting a five foot nine on a six foot six, is there? Is he six uh, six? Is that what he is? He's six six, he could be even six seven. I'd probably be nice to him, yeah. He's definitely that. Um, I sure look at him and I'm sure when he rises, he's probably seven foot five or whatever. I don't know, but it's uh, he's a big man and he's well able to get up there and catch it. It's great, it's great for you know, especially a goalkeeper in there that you can look up and look at Nick and he's always wanting the ball to come and catch it. So, and he's had a great year in fairness to him. He has, yeah. When um, does himself and himself and Liam Ryan ever mark each other in training? Ah, uh, there would be an odd night of yeah, we've thrown Nick in full forward uh, on Liam. You know, to be to be a bit of um, to be a lot of elbows and uh, slaps going up before the ball to come in. All right, for sure. Look, that's what it's about. I think. I think that's probably um, a bit of difference that we've had probably in the last year or two that lads are giving each other a slap and. You know, you're getting on with it where before we probably weren't hitting each other, we were probably too nice to each other. So, um, it's good, it's good. Just look at us great there at the moment. Uh, the lads are buzzing, and you know, you can see by them all that they're all looking forward to when they're playing or when they're training to go out and play the game, you know. Now, I'm not trying to um to retire yet or anything like that. Uh, but when the day does come and you do hang up the boots, will you would you see a role in continuing with? management or, or training or coaching or anything like that or do you think it's a harder to watch when you can't play no look at it I always find it hard to watch I'll always even probably find if I do go down that line which I probably will look at I hope to yeah, that I probably still think I can put on the boots and go up and give a hand you know that's probably that'll probably be my hardest thing to do uh, to look at some of the lads and I'm probably still going to be trained away or doing something and then I'd say to myself yes I could go on and do this, something there but you know that's, that'd be my own head but no, look, I'm involved kind of with uh, my own young children there are playing in Rat Yard there. So I'm involved with kind of the under eights out here, or under under nine, sorry, um, Rat Yard boys out here as well. So um, that's just a start for me at the moment. So I did say we weren't going to talk about it, but I do want to talk about it because they were particularly epic game against Cork in 03 and then replay. And then you, you started the game in 2004. We did get two significant beatings but you were probably marking I think it was the midfield of Tom Kenny and Jerry O'Connor at the time which was the best midfield in Ireland by a good way what was it like marking them? Um, I marked then uh, or Jerry just I think he scored four points on me one day come off half time I think that was shortly you, lived in you yeah. scored two if I remember in the same half I did I did I got two no, I had a Gilmore's grind problem and I can't lie I had a bit of a Gilmore's grind problem that I had to get done that I was struggling with but 
Um, he was a hard man to mark on. Like, he was probably the hardest to found. He was just everywhere. He was at that, that, that time. Um, he was just so good. Actually, he won one or two, maybe three all stars. I can't remember what he won. Um, Ben wouldn't have been probably as much of a running man, probably a bit stronger man. Um, so I look at they were, they were tough men to mark, but um, you got on with them. I didn't get I didn't get too many good days. I'm gonna put that with you. Two um two incredibly fit players playing on a a, a running team when a, a running team was kind of the new thing as well, I suppose. But I, I suppose running in the fitness side wouldn't have bothered you as much, but when it's happening all around you, it was probably a little bit more difficult rather than just you on your man. Yeah, yeah, they were super. I'd say we were fit as well, but they were just super fit. Um, I'd say they probably had um, a little bit more legs, as in speed wise. Um, even though I was, I, would, I wouldn't have been a slow coach, but I wouldn't have been a bullet either. I would have had a bit of speed, but they kind of had that probably extra yard or two. They were, they were able to get by me and get, carry on with their own where I couldn't get back after them. So that was kind of probably the new that probably going out and marking me whether we were playing them in one or two practice games. And, you know, there was always that little bit of one or two when it took you on that we were able to just straight out from you. So I'd say that's what they probably talk on into it. Were you, like, not necessarily prepared properly for the amount of running that they were going to do? No, no, we were, we were super prepared. I have to say, we've done an awful lot, yes. I think um, Jim Keely, I think we could have been the trainer. I think we... We started off doing 60-something sprints uh, between 10 and 20 yards at the start of training. I think we ended up doing 130, and this was nearly every night after training. So I wouldn't say we weren't well-prepared. We were definitely well-prepared, but, you know, sometimes lads are just faster than others, and no matter how much you train, you won't catch them, you know. Uh, they, were, they were a serious team. They were their car team, so there's no... It was just disappointing being up there, you know, yourself. You know yourself. I do, I do. It's very disappointing on news. How do you think we feel when we're playing? Especially when you're getting bet by a, a fair beat, you know, and there's not a whole lot you can do with it. Only look up at the scoreboard at the end of it and put your head down and, you know, be disappointed to yourselves and also to the boards that are coming up to look at you. Now, I was trying to find a bit of, doing a bit of research on you the other day, you know, and I found, I don't know, I wasn't going to ask this, but you, you got a six-month suspension in 2012, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, How did that come about? Um, well, I got a three-month uh, suspension. Um, oh, I just verbal moat and I wanted to lie. It was probably um, one of those days that I just lost the plot uh, with a referee. And I got three months. Um, and then what happened was, seemingly, um, there was an email sent out to the club. And um, but they thought it was only a month. Uh, sorry, I got three months, but they thought it was only a month that was sent out. And I went and played. So with Father Joe, I got six months. Because um, there was just wrong information given to me that I could play it, even though it wasn't my fault. Um, I'd have to blame the club on this one, unfortunately. Um, I just gone on what I was told that I could play it. So when I was found out that I played, and there was a six month ban. Um, um, we were in the media football at this stage, and um, we were in a semi final, and we actually went to the Leinster uh, committee and went on further into solicitors and into things. They the club didn't fairness to back me. Because the new word my my mistake, and so I, I got I think I got four months after, maybe five months. I got back for the intermediate final, and yeah, so it was something that I was looking forward to getting back into playing. So I didn't get the full six months, which was the main thing, I suppose. No holding Massey back. No, look at look at when you want to play, you're you know, it was my own fault, all right, in the first place for me for me world mode, all right. But you look at you know, at the end of the day, I was still in the wrong, I was still in the right for what I knew I thought was right to go and play, that I was able to play. And I was told that I could play. So just when it happened, then that I know the other club must have found out, or whoever found out, then it went further. And then so we just went on further ourselves with the with the club and went on to the Leinster and went in. And um, it was turned back the other way for me that I could go play in the, in the final the following week. What are your when you look back ninety eight and two thousand and one? What are your main memories from from those county finals? Um, sure. Let me see. Well, for ninety eight, I suppose my own memory is um. We started off so good, you know, we were a couple of points up um, against Ratnior. They probably made a few switches and um, helped them out. Uh, we probably didn't carry on the few switches that we should have uh, between different men who was marking men doing well on them. When they switched, we should have switched our men across. Um, I suppose I could, I suppose on my own behalf, it was the last nearly puck of the, uh, the game when I was going through and I kind of mishit the ball, tell you the truth, to go for, I was going for a point and nearly went in for a goal. Um, only for Jim O'Connor, Jim uh, Morrissey got a, a hurt to it. And then we had a 65, just barely beside, uh, you know, barely 
straight in front of goal, you might as well say, and sure, look, it looked like it was over, tell you the truth, but um, the gave, they gave a wide, so it could have been probably a bit of a hero back in 98 if that went either into the, if it went into the net instead of going out for 65, so that's the memory on 98. Uh, 2001, I suppose, we were probably looking at the Harriers, um, kind of looked at it in the way that we always beat them, um, I think myself, that we just looked at, we had to turn up that day, and go on and just uh, lift the cup, which didn't happen. And they come out um, all firing and we'd no answer to them really. They were always nearly ahead for the whole game. We might have got one or two goal chances that we didn't take. I think Adrian Finland might have got one chance um, in the second half. Um, he kind of hit the side net with it. That could have changed the game, I don't know. But it didn't look like we were going to kind of ever win that game, to be honest. You said you were kind of playing soccer underage. Would that be... You kind of concentrate on hurling, and that's when you got picked for Wexford, like because you, because you, because you started to concentrate on hurling a bit more. Um, no, I still kind of played me soccer. Like soccer was kind of more of a winter sport, anyway. You know, um, at that time we were the hurling was kind of nearly all in the summer. So, um, no, I still would have played the soccer. It was only really kind of when I don't know John Connor and just kind of seen something, especially me and for the for the senior team, um, that I, I kind of put the soccer back to one side and kind of give extra to go at that time but otherwise it was kind of still you know soccer hurling soccer hurling nearly every week okay we might uh, have some a few quick fire questions for you and then we'll then we'll let you go training I suppose yeah getting close to it who is the best player you've ever played with Um, look at there's, there's numerous hurlers um, I play with throughout the year the years you know 24 years of playing a lot of senior hurling you know you can go back through uh, the likes of Decky Ivers and Garrett Cavan and the likes of uh, even Skippy when he came across to us and Adrian Fennan, you know, and then you're you're looking at now the kind of future of kind of you have Kevin Foley and you you know you had Ricky Fox, Grey Talent as well, and Jack Kelly and a few guys like this, you know. Kevin Foley, you know, he's been so good, you know. He's still a young head as well, like and you know, he've he've every attribute to be to be everything when you're playing with him, you know, he's so skillful, he've he've the brain, you know, he, he knows where to position people, he knows where to talk to people. Um so he'd be probably up there anyway. I suppose you you can't you can't uh, can't leave out Neem Ryan as well. You know, I mean nominated for an officer as well. So these are lads that are, are are in there at the moment. You know, they're, they're all great hurlers. It's hard to just pick one to be honest with you because I've had such a good career with so many good hurlers. Do you see Kevin Foley's role changing with Wexford under new management, or do you think his role is best as a sweeper? It's hard to know. Look, at I I think personally he's. He's more to offer when he's out middle of the field than just a sweeper all. Um, if that's the way extra going to play, there's probably not too much better than Kevin to play that sweeper all. But I preferably rather rather see him out playing than armor all in midfield and give him that more um, options to forwards to get scores. You know, because I think that's where some of our best forwards at the moment for Wexford are struggling because we're playing this uh, only five in the in the forwards and they're, they're finding it hard to get good ball in, especially when Kevin is back so deep and he's you know he's able to play the ball so well. Which is um which is a bonus for a forward to be honest with you. When you have someone out the field that can put the ball in their hand every time. Was he say heavily involved? Because you you play sweeper with the raps and he's obviously sweeper for Wexford. Is he the main person who organizes how the sweeper plays with, with ye? No, 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 in fairness to Declan Root, um Skippy, he gave um Tucker a good chance there to play a sweeper when Kevin was involved with um with the Wexford team this year and um Fairness to young Tucker, he, he got himself back right in the last two or three years. He hasn't been in the best place or best shape, to be honest with you. And he, he got back training for about a year, year and a half on his own. He got into good shape. And fairness to Skippy, he gave him a chance. And, you know, he he didn't uh, he didn't leave his chance there to be taken away from because every game he went out, you know, he played very well. So I think they were looking at probably trying to put um, Kevin in that role at first. But just the way it happened was Tucker was playing so well, it, it freed up Kevin to come out the field. And it suited the raps better, to be honest with you. You know, we were kind of blessed with the way Kevin was still involved and we were able to try that role with Tucker. Who was the toughest player you ever had to mark? Toughest player I ever had to mark? Um, he's one of my own probably best friends, but I'd say probably Keith Raster. Wasn't a bad one, I suppose. No, nah, he's very tough. You know, he was probably uh, very strong on a high ball, you know, and that's probably, it's probably my weaknesses in, in, in hurling. Who, who but, was um, hitting up the high balls but, between you? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's another way of looking at Larry. Put the ball a bit down. My 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 skill was always down low. Put it down like a Rolando. But look at 
I'd say he was probably the toughest I would have probably came up across. Now, I think I know the answer to this question, but what type of hurl did you use? Um, I use a Brian Welch. Um, I use a 35 inch hurl. Yeah, just, uh, I like a bit of weight in it, unfortunately. Um, a lot of people said just a heavy hurl, but um, when you're taking freeze, yeah, um, as I'd always look, you kind of have to have that bit of weight because you're going out to field. You could be 60 or 70 yards and I'd hit that ball in and a light hurl. And, especially on a windy day, I want to. So I always kind of had to have that little bit heavier hurl, even though sometimes it didn't suit. But, you know, when you when you have a free take or, or when you're a free taker, you kind of have to adjust to what you have to do, try to put the ball over the bar. But Brian would be a great friend of mine. He was only he four doors up for me in St. Aidan's there. So I'd know Brian all my life. He's, he's great to me. He looks after me in every way he can, to be honest with you. Um, he's great to the club. He sponsors a bit of stuff here and there to help us out as well. Um, now my own kids are starting to hurl with his with his hurls as well, so it's great. Look, it's it's great to see um, my own bringing on the tradition that you had with Brian. And, you know, you had um, Adrian Fenlon, you know, that also would have probably heard Randall hurl, and now he's now gone on. You know, when he finished his career, he went on to Brian when he started making them. So, you know, it's great to see um, the likes of a local man, you know, getting involved with the club that way, and I was using his hurls. Brian is a good man. I yeah, whatever's worked, I use his hurls as well. You said thirty five inch. 35 inch hurl, yeah. Inch. And for Adrian Fennell used a 37 inch. I think Fennell could add a 36 inch, yeah. I think Fennell was a. <laughs> he, was talking, he was talking to us about he couldn't understand how anyone would want to give up that extra inch of of, uh, of distance. <laughs> yeah. And I think, sir, look at today's lads, you see, um, I don't know, I think it, I'm not mistaken, I think Connor Mack could even use a 33 inch or Connor would be bigger than me. You know, there's a lot of lads today actually coming down in the sizes. Yeah. Um, and they're still striking the ball as well, but like the ball is being made so much lighter now as well. You're getting away with it, you know, to have that little bit smaller hurl. And, you know, you can your skill can be a lot better when you have a little bit smaller hurl in your hand and having this big long hand where your where your elbow is going way back at the back of you. Yeah, it says it's where you're playing and the role you're playing in the team as well. If you had one player to go to war with, who would it be? Yeah, look at there's there's um there's definitely Tom Wall up there, you know, and he's been my uh, he's been with me. To continue throughout the whole career, to be honest, you know, he's only a year younger than me. Um, and definitely, you know, you'd, you'd look at Tom every night you go in train, whoever's on him, a young lad or old lad, or young lad, and Tom, Tom trains, he plays, you won't get nothing off, easy off Tom, you know, that's the way he is. And, you know, no matter where you go, you'd see if there's a row or anything broke out, you know, you'll want Tom there beside you. And look, he's just, he's just also a great um, ambassador to the club, you know, he's, he's up there with the football and hurling, you know, he's helping out the hall and talking the whole time, you know, it's, a, it's great to have him around the club, to be honest, so, like, Tom would definitely be up there, and, you know, you'd have to, you, you couldn't leave him out, to be honest, to go to war. What is the best inter-county goal you've ever seen? Um, yes, inter-county goal I've ever seen. Yeah. I had to put one on that one, to be honest. Um, there's probably, there's, look, there's a couple of, there's a couple of DJ Carey ones in there, you know, of them solo on 40, 50 yards, you know, and coming in off the wing to bury one, you know, they're, there's so many good goals out there, you know. Henry Shefflin scored a few, you know. And which um, is your favourite? Um, it's probably that 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 DJ Carey one where he saw is probably sixty or seventy yards and keeps going through. Probably I don't know there's probably six or seven men in front of him and comes across and buries nearly into the top corner. This this is not the twelve steps goal now. Well, it's not too far off, it probably. Yeah, <laughs> it still it still went in, didn't it? What now? Last question. What's your favourite? A most memorable moment from your career? Let's look at it. I'm not going to lie to you. My favourite at the moment is the Rapparees uh, in the County Senior Championship. You know, it's took such a long time for us to get it. Um, for the play and three of them and to be there for so long. Um, that's definitely my memorable at the moment. You know, you can, I know I've won a few different things and we can talk about um, inter-county sport, but club is where you start. Um, club is where you nearly finish. So, I'd have to put in the this year's uh, senior title definitely. Could you could you imagine that you had given up uh, at the start of the year and Raps went on to win? Would your thoughts have been delighted that they won, or just completely sickened that you weren't there for it? And and is that um, kind of is that a reason I why you've stayed around so long? <laughs> no, I suppose both. Um, look at the course you'd be sickened if the Raps were winning and you weren't involved in it. Um, but you know, being me being a club man, I'd be delighted, of course, to win. You know, to win the championship. But you know, you, there's some day I'm going to have to give in, and um, there's yeah. some day they're probably still going. Like that team is still fairly young, 
they might win another one, they might win another two, I don't know. Um, hopefully they will. Um, there'll probably be a year where I won't be involved with that. And, you know, I'll be just there to chair manager. You never know, I could be a selector over team or a manager. So, you know, I'll always be there, no matter what for their apps in that way. But, you know, I'm just glad I, I'm still here at the moment. Maybe so. um, no, but just just in that, like, um, through everything, through the sports, like, it's great to have, there were so many good people involved over um, over the teams I play with, you know. Um, like, even, like, you're talking underage, like, between, um, yeah, the likes of um, Nick Dyle and um, Seamus Deegan and, um, you know, Brother O'Connell would have been, uh, Father Brother O'Connell would have been a great part of my life going up through underage, you know. He would have brought a lot of us lads through from, from school, like, he would have been in the school or, Overs and then he brought us through. Um, so it's just great to have all them, you know, that was overs. Like it made it easier for us for what people we had overs coming up along, you know. You had, you know, you had Sam McCauley, he was a sponsor of the club, you know, he was getting involved even, even, even with teams, even though, you know, he was our main sponsor. And, you know, she had, like, I, I, you had Skinner Wedge that was coming in, you had Larry Rowan, you had Adrian Fennell, you had your brother Damien Mann, who my lot, he was being involved for probably seven or eight years. And, you know, he took a year out this year and, you know, he didn't get his reward. Um, so there's been, you know, great memories on on club people like that, you know, and Shami Byrne who would have put in years of football, um, and then you had Joe Hagen that came in that done a different type type of football to us. So we've kind of been blessed with the lads that we've had involved in the club, which is kind of part of what 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 the club is at the moment and why we're kind of building on where we're getting with the success success that we're having. Congratulations again, yeah. Mossy, and um, yeah. best of luck in the in the soccer and the football for the rest of the year. Thanks, Gary. All right, thank you, Masi. Congratulations again. I don't, oh, care, I, don't, I don't care about the football. Congratulations for the Harlem. <laughs> Sorry, thanks. thanks, man. We'll do the double. I want to see another Ricky, Ricky Fox point like last year. Yeah. For, what, was it? what was it? Sending for donuts? Is there sending for hot dog? For hot dog. The best there ever was. Mike was just so good. Just so good. A magician. I'm the oldest in the 15. Uh, nine brothers and five sisters. They just stuck you in the goal then. Yeah, well, uh, a so called goal, uh, two tar barrels. So good. Damien Fitzhenry was the best goalkeeper I ever played, but you know, I'd say, say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien. I assume Gary Shane Tompkins told you why he couldn't make it? Did I hear right that he was uh, looking to attend the Dean Rock workshop for free-taking with the football season starting up? That's what I thought. But it actually turns out he's trying to start up his own. For football? Yeah. All right. Well, best yeah, so luck to Shane with that. Yeah, I got a quote now and I was... It's a pretty hefty quote, now, so <laughs> personally, I won't be, I won't be availing of it. All right, but anyone out there, Shane's a good guy. Loves the kick spinners. He does. And we'll be back soon with another podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. In the meantime, tell your friends, like, share, retweet. That'd be great. And thanks to our sponsor. The NSCAR Credit Union. Welcome, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us to take a